0: Back after one of the most boring weekends in the horse world, (laughs) I am Glenn the Geek from Ocala, Florida.
2: I am Jamie Jennings in Norman, Oklahoma. You're listening to Horses in the Morning on Horse Radio Network for May 9th, episode 2929. Brought to you today by the World Equestrian Center. Now, obviously, we're celebrating today. It is National Lost Sock Memorial Day, so everybody—that's what we're going to talk about. Yeah,
0: yeah. we don't really have much else to talk about. Yeah.
1: (laughs) They're off, in the Kentucky Derby, and summer is tomorrow, had a great start and goes immediately to the early lead. Messier is away running with speed, Crown Pride to the outside, Epicenter is gonna be taken back a bit, down toward the inside as Tapa goes up outside of Chargent. And farther out and close to the paces is Cyberknife. Then comes on the outside Zozos as they race by us for the first time. It will be Summers tomorrow to lead the way. Brown Pride on the outside, second. Messier follows in third. Zozos fourth. Cyberknife is fifth to the outside. And then it's Taba. charging it behind them. Epicenter finds himself in mid-pack here. Hinder, Medina, Smile Happy next. And then Zandon to the inside and wide Mario Mario. Classic Causeway is after that. They're followed by Tawny Port. They head to the backstretch. Simplification is next. Then comes Tis the bomb. Rich strike. Modonego to the inside. And then the two trailers of the backstretcher: Barber Road and Happy Jack. That opening half mile was whoa! Blazing fast. 45.36 seconds for Summer is tomorrow, who heads up the backstretch in front. With Japan's crown pride right alongside, and Messier goes up in between those two. The pace continues to be hot. Zozos is next after three quarters in one minute, ten and 4 foot seconds. And now Epicenter comes splitting horses and is moving up quickly as Crown Pride takes the lead around the far turn. It is Crown Pride battling with Messier. They're stride for stride. Epicenter and Zozos in behind them. Cybernet sweeps up on the outside. Zandon gets the rail run and they're into the stretch. And it it's Messier, Crown Pride, and Epicenter is coming up on the outside. Epicenter has taken the lead as they arrive into the final for Long. is coming after him. Epicenter and Sandon. These two. strive for stride. Simplification down the outside is next. They're coming down to the wire. Epicenter, Sandon. Rich Strike is coming up on the inside. Oh, my goodness. The longest shot has won the Kentucky Derby. Oh, my God. It <laughs> happened just like that.
2: Just like you're like what?
0: I like that Larry Comas never even acknowledged the horse before the last two seconds. It
2: was <laughs> Edward strike <laughs> wins! I was like who what? What? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. So we had like so many people over on Saturday. Where we were just watching the race. And, you know, I, because I love Zandon and like I was just my heart, I was ready. I was pulling for him and I was going to be so sad if he didn't win. I'm not sad. That was <laughs> such a phenomenal race. It was unbelievable.
0: Now that something happened in the auditor room, and for new listeners, auditors are super fans. They actually pay to be in a special secret Facebook group which about 500 of them in there and one of our terrific auditors has been on this show several times before she works in the race industry um and she posted this and you missed this okay i but did you missed all of this this uh, happy drama that went on the in the audience
2: thing that i had to do <laughs> yeah wow.
0: well she posted on uh saturday morning so the morning of the derby she wrote if you're looking for an underdog to cheer on please cheer on rich strike Number 21. He drew in with an early scratch. Well, he,
2: this happened after our show on Friday.
0: Yes, it did. Yeah, the horse scratched on Friday or Friday late afternoon. He didn't even know till that morning, I don't think. So Rich Strike is trained by Eric Reed. He was claimed for $30,000 at Churchill Downs, where he broke his maiden in his second start. While Eric is over 9K starts, he has only one graded stakes win. So the trainer only won one graded stakes. So the jockey, Sonny Leon, has never won a graded stakes race. He spends most of his summers at my local tracks, and uh, he's a classy guy. I know him well. The rest of the team, little Jerry Dixon and Keith McNerney are also world class who are hardworking blue collar guys. It is the biggest stage. For, this is my favorite quote from Alex. This is the biggest stage for all of them. And I wish them the best. A once in a lifetime opportunity where dreams are coming true. She, if she only knew at that point, I hope for this safe, clean trip and even getting to run in the derby is a bucket list item for everyone in the sport. Alex is here. Alex, you made some auditors a lot of money on Saturday because a $2 bet paid 168 Hi, Alex.
2: Hi, how are you guys?
0: Good. Did you know that uh, you were a per- per- uh what is that? Prognosticator. Thank you. <laughs> Did you know you were one of those?
3: <laughs> okay, in fairness, I didn't tell anybody to bet.
0: And <laughs> That's so
3: true. I, you know, if he wouldn't have won, I didn't want anybody to be mad at me. But, you know, so it's just a bonus that, uh, you know, everybody got to, some people got to make a little bit of money. Not me. I didn't bet. But, well,
2: Alex, um, I <laughs> would first like for you to start out by giving out your Venmo and PayPal uh, addresses, because right? I feel Alex like some people. Tips. <laughs> Owe you some money,
0: Alex. One exactly. of our auditors bet. Paid? <laughs> one of our auditors bet five dollars and won a hundred or six hundred and sixty-eight dollars. So I know, I know. A
3: lot of there's a lot of local people, uh, you know, track people around here, bet and put a few dollars on just because of who it was and the connections. And uh, yeah, there was a lot of happy happy faces on my Facebook feed uh, on Saturday. I bet there
0: were. Now it paid 100, a dollars for a two-dollar bet to win. Uh, the Xacta paid $4,000, the Trifecta paid 14000 and the Superfecta for the one guy who picked that, right? Um, right. Won 321000 uh, It was not Jamie or I, I can tell you that. No. <laughs> so tell <laughs> yeah, us about, uh, been... give us the background okay. on, on these guys, all of them. Let's start with the jockey, because you know the jockey pretty well.
3: Yeah, so Sonny Leon, um, you know, he's a, he's a smaller, Smaller time trainer, um, or I'm sorry, jockey. He he rides most of his summers here at Belterra Park, which is the New River Downs um, in Cincinnati. And you know, we're just a, a small, you know, blue collar track. And then in the winter, he goes up to Mahoning Valley, which is an Ohio track up in um, near Cleveland. It's in Youngstown, Ohio. Kind of same, you know, blue collar trainers. You know, now we're not, you know, may have one stakes race a year at the actual track itself. So. Um, you know, I know Sonny just from being at the track, he's, you know, he's a great guy. He's helped me a lot with riding and, um, you know, he's, he, he's world-class and, um, the, so Eric Reed, the trainer, um, he keeps a string of horses in Ohio, um, including a, just a small string. I think he normally keeps about like 10 horses at Belterra. And, uh, so I've met Eric a few times, um, you know, great guy, you know, good horseman. Um, you know, he, he does right by everybody, you know, I don't know anybody that has a bad thing to say about him. And I've worked a couple of horses for him on the track, but I, I know more his, you know, crew, um, as far as, you know, grooms and informants and, and, uh, the, the groom that led the, uh, rich strike over, um, that everybody's showing all the pictures of him hugging on the horse and everything that is little Jerry Dixon. And, uh, he is just phenomenal. You know, he, he cares about the horses. He cares about people. Um, you know, again, there's, there's never a bad thing to say about him. And, you know, he's just the local guy that, you know, they, I, I know they were just thrilled to, to get in. I saw them on Thursday. We ran a horse down at Churchill and, uh, you know, it had a few words, but at that point, you know, they didn't think they were going to make it in the Derby because there weren't any scratches yet. So, you know, it was, you know, just, camaraderie. And then, uh, you know, when I saw a couple of their, their Facebook page, uh, posts on Friday afternoon, when they finally got in there, you know, they were just thankful for the opportunity. And, you know, so we had the whole, the whole, you know, Ohio circuit was, was definitely cheering them on. And, you know, it was, it was nice just to see them, you know, in the paddock before the race even started, just, you know, how many of us that's on our bucket list to to even be in the paddock, you know, on Derby day would be a miracle. And so, you know, it was very heartwarming at that point. And then, um, I remember watching the race and, um, you know, I, I, I told my husband before they were loading the horses in the starting gate and, you know, Sonny had, I think he probably had about 10 pairs of goggles on and, you know, thinking he was figuring he was going to be towards the back and was going to get plastered in dirt. And, uh, so they, they came rounding the turn. I kind of was keeping my eye out and then they hit the eighth pole, which is the last Hole before before the wire and i'm kind of doing a, a scan just to see where they finish you know because for me just being competitive and running mid-pack in the derby would have been exciting enough and i'm like there's there's red red soaps on the rail and i'm like oh my gosh like he's he's gonna hit the board like that's amazing and then they keep coming and they keep coming and the you know larry Coleman doesn't mention them at all and I'm all of a sudden i'm like oh my god that's sunny on the rail he's gonna do it and here he comes, crossing the wire. And I mean, he rode his heart out to get to get to that finish line. But it was it was great. I, You know, I, I'm so happy it, for that. It, and goosebumps.
2: When yeah, when you're you just talking about it.
0: And then when we all watched the overhead, the overhead was amazing when you oh, watched yeah. the race. Yeah. And then you saw Sonny. He was like an i ninety five traffic weaving in and out a whole race. I well, mean,
3: like, and, and I'll let and a lot of people. You know, if you've never ridden a race before, you know when you see it on TV you think that there's five feet between horses, you know? So when it looks close on TV, you know, you're, when you're in between horses, you got inches, you know? And, and so just seeing that overhead picture, you know, I knew Sonny was, was splitting hairs pretty much to get, to get the position he got.
2: Oh my God. It was so phenomenal. So let's talk a little bit about, so he wins the race. He surprises everybody. And then, the drama starts. Yeah. I'm watching this race, and I've got a, a whole slew of people, and we're all so excited. It was amazing. Oh, my God. Why are they still training the camera on this uh, horse? That's what we thought, too. What is happening? Yeah. Cut away, cut away, cut away. Somebody, a jockey. I kept I was kept yelling at Sonny, like, pull your outside rein. Get the horse off of the pony Sunny Sonny horse.
0: was so excited. Pony he didn't know what was rearing. happening.
2: Well... <laughs> what was going so, on there? Because my father-in-law was like, why did he do that? I'm like, it's because of two things. Adrenaline and testosterone. And those yeah. two things have wrecked civilizations. So here well, we go.
0: Rich Strike was trying to eat the Outrider. I mean, there's that. yeah,
2: That's I mean, what I'm saying. So, like, yeah. I can't put, Sonny, grab your outside ready for God's sake. Like, Somebody put a line on the opposite side. The
0: Outrider was side. getting pissed too because he's probably got real black and blue marks today. He's, he got oh, yeah. jumped on.
3: <laughs> well, so I'll start by saying I probably I, I pol- Pony races in the afternoon at Belterra um, a lot of times, and I love Sonny to death. He's a great person, but I hate ponying him because he's not always helpful um, <laughs> when it comes to if you got a bad one and you're so you're pony and then you're trying to hold the racehorse. And um, I will say pony looks very easy on TV. And when you see it happening, you know, at the races and a lot of times it's really, you know, you got nice horses and there's not a problem. But when you get a bad one, it is it's very tough. And, um, you know, I know a lot of, you know, jockeys that a lot of them have never ponied either. And sometimes they don't quite realize the struggle that we have between controlling mm-hmm. the pony we're on and controlling the racehorse and trying to keep the jock from Dying as well.
0: And try
2: not Um, to
3: lose
0: a pound of flesh. (laughs)
2: And punch a horse in the nose on national television.
3: (laughs) Well, and I do know, I talked to uh, Caleb. So he is the assistant starter at Churchill, but he is the head starter at Turfway. And I actually saw him on Thursday. He helped me unload the trailer and and we were just chatting. And and he said, when it comes to NBC and their um, camera coverage, number one, they are like pinpoint as to what camera and how many minutes they are rolling, if, if that makes sense.
0: Oh, so in other so, words, they, they knew they were going to follow him after the race for five minutes regardless. Uh, yeah. And then yes. and the cameramen
3: aren't horse people either. Right. So, you know, they're not the same people that televise regular races. They're all NBC network guys. So they don't know, you know, when to pan away. You know what I mean? Well, let's um, face and, it.
0: We were all watching as horse people and all thinking, well, this horse is going to stomp Stop chomping anytime soon, and they just didn't. He was just going at it. Well,
3: and and sometimes when when you get something that's really studdish like that they'll kind of go after you or the pony. And then like the next thing that happens is they actually try to jump on top of your pony to dominate. The pony. Oh,
0: that would have made great television. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So part of like, I know a lot of people were, were
3: upset with Greg and Greg is a fantastic outrider. You know, as far as safety in the morning and the afternoons, I wouldn't want any other guy out there protecting me. Um, you know, there's split second decision. You're trying to to figure out what the hell to do. and, Um, You know, all his ponies are completely well broke. So even for his pony to rear up and act the way it did, you knew that horse was getting savaged. (laughs) And um, yeah, it, it could have gone really nasty in just a matter of seconds if he didn't make the right choice.
2: I have read some of the things that people are saying about that pony rider, and I thought he did a phenomenal job. I mean, for any horse person to have seen that, they're like, that dude needs some help. I mean, I was I was like, why did even another outrider brought over a lead line? And it's like, mm-hmm. you put the lead line on the outside rein and keep him contained on both sides. But yeah, that pony horse was a saint. The <laughs> outrider did a phenomenal job. And I'm just so frustrated with people saying he did a terrible job. Like that dude, like was fighting for his life on national television. television.
0: <laughs>
3: It, yeah, it, yeah, it could that was a no win for him
0: right there. No. Yeah.
3: No. But, but Greg Greg's a Greg's a pretty tough guy and you know, he's been in the industry a long time so I I don't think he's going to going to sweat any of Well, the, I guarantee the drama. you
0: uh, after the prickness, if this horse wins, they'll have three outriders on that horse. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go back to Eric Reed, the trainer, who you know of too. And the story was around after the race, because really nobody talked about him before, um, exactly. <laughs> was the fire. We covered that on this show. I remember covering that. It was about six years ago. He had a fire mm-hmm. in his barn, killed a whole bunch of his horses. And it was the community that came and help save him. That's the only reason he was there, right? Cause his dad was a low level trainer too.
3: Yeah, exactly. And, and that really speaks volumes to, you know, who he is as, you know, a person and a horseman, you know, I, I have to say, you know, there, there's good and bad people in every, you know, industry, whether it's horses or not, but, um, you know, the racing industry really, when it comes to, you know, helping people and especially people that deserve it and are, you know, are good people, um, it's, it is one big, giant family, regardless if you're in Ohio or California or wherever. You know, it's, um, you know, it's, it's pretty amazing and incredible how many people, you know, may not know him personally or know any of, you know, those, those guys personally, but are, you know, willing to help. Um, you know, there was that, uh, I don't know if you've heard of the, the exercise girl that uh, was killed at Keeneland last weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, she, uh, she was working for Joe Sharp. Uh, was galloping a two-year-old and um, got thrown off the horse and just, it it wasn't, you know, didn't get hit by the horse or anything, but where she landed, she ended up hitting um, a cement uh, barrier that was on the outside of the track to kind of hold the poly track in. Mm. And um, unfortunately, you know, even with a helmet and everything, she she lost her life and she was uh, 19 or 20 years old. But you know, when that happened, I kid you not, every racetrack in in the area was, you know, has GoFundMe pages up and, you know, it's just, it's one giant family. And, you know, when that fire happened and, you know, when, um, you know, I mean, you go from having everything to having nothing. I mean, that's a, that's a hard place to, to rebuild. And, you know, we, the ups and downs of the industry in general are pretty, you know, can be pretty debilitating. Um, just the, the mental ups and downs that something like that, you know, it's, it would not make you want to quit, you know, I mean, uh, trying to rebuild everything, but you know, everybody got behind him and, and got him where he is today.
2: What I love about Eric Reed too, <laughs> was after the race was over, you know, the announcer, or, sorry, the, the color girl, the girl in the hat comes up and she was like, are you just like, were you just happy to be here? Or did you actually think you had a chance? And his response <laughs> was so phenomenal. And it was like, listen. I wouldn't enter a horse in a race if I didn't think we had a chance. We would not waste that horse's energy and we would just save him for another day. If he wasn't going to win, we thought we had a chance. That's why we're here. I mean, I, I was like, that. Like, I was thinking, what would I say? And I'd probably try to be jokey of like, we just came for the free cocktails. You know,
0: like I <laughs> <something> would say <laughs>
2: something stupid. I'd be like, we're here for the mint juleps. Like, kids are delicious. <laughs> uh, so, right. so the fact that he said that and was so prepared with that meant he believed it. You know, they, they, there was no BS about that guy. Well, I don't know how any
3: of them were not like rolling in tears. Like, I, you know, I was telling somebody, I was like, if that would have been, I mean, I would have been in tears in the paddock, but then after all of it happened, I mean, I would have fallen off the horse, rolled into a ball and, you know, just been, you know, oh my God, like what just happened?
2: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, it was, it was, a bu- it was a beautiful thing. And I'm so Alex- excited after the drama of the last couple of years to have a, a great story to tell, you know, this was just perfect. great. Yeah, it was perfect. Yeah.
0: Alex, can you hang on for a couple of seconds? No, no okay, problem. i got to do a commercial here. I want to come back to you. There's a couple more things I want to talk to you about around this story, because okay. it's just amazing. But the World Equestrian Center, they have many non-horse events, but also do a ton of horse stuff. When you have dozens of rings, many large indoors, multiple conference centers, and over 10 restaurants, you can have a variety of shows. Coming up is the Florida Paint Show this weekend. So if you want to see some color, head on over there. Also, this weekend is the Blueberry Festival. Blues music, yard games, kids' zones. Uh, they have uh, blueberry pie jam and all kinds of stuff. They have a new wild blueberry Belgian uh, beer by Infinite Aleworks, so you can check that out as well. Also, one of our friends been on the show many times, Mary Phelps. She's going to be there on May 21st from 10 to 2 with Bugsy Maloney and Tony DePony, uh, and you heard about them recently on the show at they, Jamie was out. We talked about Briars. They're going to be over there doing demonstrations of driving and stuff in the main arena, so that's kind of cool. And they have the loudest horse show ever coming up. Uh, that is uh, May 25th to the 29th, the Pasafino Extravaganza. And if anybody that knows how they show Pasifinos knows why I'm saying dick, the loudest
2: dick, dick, show ever.
0: <laughs> so if you're here, if you're driving past uh, Ocala on Route 75 on your way down to Orlando or to Southern Florida, stop by the World Equestrian Center, check it out, eat at one of the restaurants, watch some horses. It's a must-see if you're a horse person. Go to worldequestriancenter.com. So, let's talk about a couple of other things. One is, you know, it is so difficult for these long shots to win a triple crown. So, I guarantee you Eric's life over the next three months has changed in ways he never imagined. And most of it's the press. Do you think he's ready to handle the press? It sounded like he was the other night from what Jamie said and, you know, what we heard in the interviews.
3: Yeah, he's a a pretty cool customer. So I I think he, uh, you know, I I mean, I would think, you know, a little bit in the back of your brain, especially if you think you have a shot, you kind of go through you know, what you're going to say at the end, um, you know, if it actually does happen. So, um, you know, I, I think he'll kind of take it all in stride. Um, you know, he's he's been around the block and, you know, a lot of times those older horsemen, you know, they, they know how to focus on their horses, you know, they, they don't get caught up in the the press and you know what people are saying they they got a job to do and they they put their head down and they do it so and you see and he's got a plan you know they they had a plan i believe he said if they wouldn't have drawn into the derby they were going to go to the peter pan and plan to run in the belmont anyway so you know he's he's got a game plan and you know seems like he's he's doing it right so
0: far you mentioned Little Jerry Dixon, the horse's groom and handler. Um, little mm-hmm. Little Jerry's uh, uh, got some spotlight now too because he he stood out and the way he handled that horse. And now that we know that ho- the way that horse can be, God bless him because <laughs> he's got his hands full with that yeah. one. Uh,
3: yeah. So his um he's been in the industry since he was little. So his father, who is Jerry Dixon, which is why we call him Little Jerry. Um he he pretty much um does a lot of The kind of hard to explain. So when you go to a racetrack, especially if you ship in horses, um, you may or may not have a groom to walk the horse over uh, what we call run a horse. And so Jerry kind of has a group of, of guys, grooms that, um, you know, he kind of farms out where needed. So, you know, if you show up to Churchill and you're like, Hey, I don't have a groom, you know, you call Jerry and, you know, he'll get you a groom you know, signed up and, um, somebody to run your horse for you. So he's been in the industry forever. Um, and you know, little Jerry kind of followed in his dad's footsteps. So they've, they've been around it. They know horses that, you know, they, they know what they're doing, but you know this certainly was the biggest stage. And I don't think, you know, like I, I saw, um, little Jerry uh, on the walkover, somebody was taking a video and he, he was just stoked just to, to be walking over, you know, it's um we, we ran a horse on Thursday and, you know, it wasn't nearly the capacity of Derby or Oaks day, but there were a lot of people, a lot of music and it was just the walkover was just all inspiring. You know, it was, you know nothing, nothing like it, especially with the past couple of years with COVID, where we've been running horses with hardly any, you know, fans. And at Turfway, we have no grandstand right now, so there hasn't been any fans there at all. So I was also very impressed with how well um, Rich Strike and you know who's been running at Turfway over the winter really handled the whole situation, just because you know Turfway was. No fans, and here you got you know I don't know how many hundred thousand fans there that are screaming and cheering for you, and he kept it together. You know there were no no issues other than after the race.
0: <laughs> well, thank you for joining us today, and and uh, uh, and on behalf of the auditors who put down some money, thanks to you. Thank <laughs> you for them because <laughs> they're all a little happy. Yeah, anybody want to
3: send me kickbacks? I'll be more than welcome. <laughs> but <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just I'm glad I'm glad we got the story out because you know I knew NBC would you know they weren't really going to give give much glimpse into their story being the drawn in and the long shot and and whatnot. So, you know, the little guy deserves a a chance in the spotlight, even if he would have run last, you know, but just to get there was, you know, I felt like it was uh, needed to be spotlighted to, to people, especially with, you know, where, what the industry has been going through the past couple of years. So
0: well, the jockey should be a race car driver because he did some race car driving through that pack, let me tell you. <laughs> yes,
3: yes. Well, it'll be interesting where he goes if he decides to stay here in Ohio or kind of venture to the the bigger tracks. We'll see.
0: I bet you he has that opportunity now <laughs> opportunities yeah. well, he's never well, had and, before.
3: And one other thing that, you know, I wanted to note with, with Eric Reed and, and just his, um, you know, the kind of guy he is, is a lot of trainers. You know, Sonny did ride the horse in Turfway, but a lot of trainers seeing that they would have gotten to the Derby would have chose to put another rider on that maybe had Derby experience and, you know, wouldn't have given Sonny the opportunity. So I think it speaks major volumes for Eric Reed that he he had faith in Sonny. Sonny knew the horse and he had faith that he could get it done rather than trying to, you know, put somebody else on. So
2: Yeah, I did think that too. I was like, I'm so glad they kept the actual the jock who knew the horse, you know, and yeah. and that is, it's interesting you say that you've ponied him and you're like, yeah, I don't like punting him. He's no help. Because, like, <laughs> dude, pull your outside rein. Get yes, him off. Yes. <laughs> well, can, right, we, before
0: you go, we have to talk about one other thing because the NBC made a big deal out of this uh, Mattress Mac. Um, Mattress Mac be- bet, by the way, he owns Kane's furniture stores. So, in case you're wondering, and they uh, showed him thing. a lot. This old guy, he put a $1.5 million bet on Epicenter minutes before the race, actually changed the odds in the whole race. By putting that bet down. And uh, uh, he had to go home and explain to his wife why he's $1.5 million poor. So (laughs) I love that they made a big deal out of him. And then uh, uh, he lost.
3: Yep, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) All
0: right. Thanks a bunch. We appreciate it, Alex. Big right. dogs.
2: Outside rain! Boy, you outside rain!
0: <laughs> he was so much into winning, he never even noticed.
2: <laughs> what are you doing? National television! Oh, God. <laughs> I was screaming at the I, TV.
0: Yeah, Jennifer was too. Jennifer was screaming, stop showing this! <laughs>
2: Well, I was just like, help the poor guy, jeez! And then there's like all these websites that are like, end horse racing, and like it's because this outrider was so mean to this horse, and I'm like, oh my god! Like I, oh that outrider had
0: elf. to be black and blue the next morning. <laughs> he got bit. Oh. He got bit hard. <laughs> Love it. And you don't expect I mean. he was also in the moment, right? You're at, he's also at the Kentucky Derby in front of thousands of fans. Everybody's screaming. He's got to go over and get the winner and not kill the winner on the way to the winner's circle.
2: How on earth does somebody not clip a line to that horse's rights out of his bridle?
0: They were way out in the field, weren't they? Weren't they way out there? I don't know.
2: Somebody rode up and handed him a lead rope. And I'm like, uh, why would you give him the lead rope? He needs a around stick the other
0: side. with a clip yeah. on
2: it. Just go on the outside, clip it on, and lead from both sides. Oh, I was, uh, I was screaming. They will anyway, have two
0: the next race. Um, <laughs> let's do We some. haven't
2: done daily whinnies. Yeah, why don't
0: we do this? <laughs> I <laughs> have a very special birthday today. Well, all birthdays are special, but this one's especially special. It's my wife, Jennifer. It's her birthday, so happy birthday to Jennifer. She's the one that helps keep this place running. We wouldn't be here without her, so we had a little party for her yesterday. You know, family was in town, so that was fun. Also, Courtney, Avery, Abby, Rosie, all have birthdays. They're all auditors as well, so I know Courtney's in Disney, so she probably won't hear this. But happy birthday to all of you. And George, who produces this show, after we're done every day, he takes the show and he gets it out. So, George, if you're listening to this part... Hi, George. Happy birthday to you too. Also host Jan Westmark of the Sidelines episode every month. It's her birthday as well. And I also have to do a second Daily Winnie. This is... And I'm sure you didn't see this either. They had the Biltmore Endurance Ride over the weekend at the Biltmore estate in North Carolina, in the mountains there. And uh, they started first thing in the morning, like they always do, I think like 8 or 9 o'clock or something. It ended at 3.45 (sighs) a.m. Because it was slippery, it was wet, they had had rain, and Jamie, an 11-year-old named Mia Moore, won the 100.
2: Wow, that's awesome. She had ridden
0: the day before in the 50 mile. So there you go.
1: <laughs> Does no, that girl. make
0: you feel fat and out of shape? If not, it should make you all feel fat and out of shape because 11 years old and she wins one of the biggest races in the country. And we have the endurance episode tomorrow, so I'm anxious to hear uh, Karen's opinion on that. Maybe she can get 11-year-old Mia more on. I don't know. Uh, we didn't have any new auditors, sadly, last week, but Monica Raymond saved the week by increasing her pledge. So thank you to Monica.
2: Well, I had a really cool weekend, and I'm going to tell a little tale on April Kamek. She's an auditor, and she sent me her Clydesdale, Josie. Yeah, she was on the to, show Friday, actually. Yeah, yeah, she was on the show Friday, and she was coming up on Saturday to meet her and get a lesson with her. And uh, Farm Boy met us out here, and we had kind of a Saturday night pre-derby ride the Clydesdale event. And... Uh, you know, it's, 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 it's amazing because what you, what I do, I just do on a daily basis. And sometimes I don't think about how, what I do affects other people. And it turns out that, you know, she's had some some tough horses recently and some horses that haven't treated her super well and have been a little little difficult. And she keeps them all. They're just all collecting in her pasture. But she bought this Clydesdale a working driving horse with the intent of having a riding and driving Clydesdale. Turns out it's been like a lifelong goal. And so we got the horse started here. You know, she's been here a month and we backed her and ridden her around and everything. And so she came out and got on her April got on Josie on Saturday afternoons. Well, I missed Alex's post because I was busy. <laughs> Didn't get to bet. Um, so she gets on her and and takes her around and she's riding her and she stops on the far side of the arena. And I was like, oh, you know, so I <laughs> oh, God. So I go out there and, and it's it's a good, you know, one hundred ten feet. So I walk out there and I'm like, are you OK. And I look up and this is a woman on an 18 hand horse. So I'm looking up and she is, there are tears running down her face. They just streaming down her face. And I was like, Oh my God, are you okay? And she's like, and then she started like the solid <laughs> that kind of crying, you know, and she's just like, it just, this means so much to me. I can't believe I'm sitting on this horse right now and I'm just so happy. And she was crying, happy tears, thank God. But it was just such a, like an emotional, beautiful moment of a, of a woman who's achieving a lifelong goal that I was able to help her with. And it was just, it made all of, all of the things worthwhile. So I just wanted to congratulate April wow, on had an
0: emotional day Saturday.
2: I <laughs> did. I did. And... <laughs> oh, man, cause I'm sorry. I can't watch another adult cry and not cry. Like I just <laughs> so then I start crying and I walk over and farm out, boys go, what the hell's there. going on over here? <laughs> I told farm boy, I go, just so you know, we're probably going to cry. Like, uh, the, the, you're not, but we will probably cry. And he's like, okay, you whatever. Know, whatever. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was just a really cool moment. And I'm just, and they made it home safe and sound and they're all happy. And and um, I wanna- I think we're going to... I want to
0: talk about your Mother's Day in the post show. Can we do that?
2: Oh, yeah, we can.
0: Okay, we'll talk about that in the post show. You know, someone asked me which WinTech saddle J- Jennifer rode in, and it's the WinTech Light All Purpose Deluxe. The WinTech Light is half the weight and double the fun. You'll feel supported while riding in this super soft and grippy saddle. A saddle so light, tacking up is simply a breeze. You choose the cantle to suit your mood, and your horse will enjoy the super soft panels which mold in and around his muscles, hugging his unique comfort. Visit Winter. Or her. Or her. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she rides, but she rides a uh went visit wintech-saddles.com uh to view the full range of saddles and you can find them at most local tack shops, most tack shops across the country and most online have them too. wintech-saddles.com It's the wintech light all-purpose deluxe. Well, there was something else that happened over the weekend. I didn't get to watch any of it because we had company and stuff and we we uh, something else we did, it, I'll discuss in the post show too. But uh Badminton was happening, the five-star event over in England, and it's the one that always happens the week the week after we do ours here in Kentucky. They do theirs at Badminton, and apparently there's a lot of interest, instead of doing a Horse Lover's Cruise next year, in doing a Horse Lover's Badminton group trip. I'm in. I'm going to look for a… I'm gonna. we're going to look for a, uh, somebody that does trips like that and see if we can get a range. I don't want to do all the planning. So if we can find somebody else to do all the planning, give us one price, and we all just go together to badminton next year, that'd be great. So I am going to look at that. Uh, but there were some stories out of there. Did you watch any of it?
2: I did, I did, because I'm such a super fan of Tammy Smith and my mom. Uh, I got to watch her Facebook page is next level eventing, and she posted a lot of the video from her cross country. and Oh my god, it was phenomenal, just so phenomenal. But the whole course, first oh of all, god, a lot by of the way, course. <laughs> that course was. That's insane. I mean, it made <laughs> Kentucky the week before look like a three-star, and then all of a sudden they're like a ten-star. You know, that, it was, it was Everybody
0: saw the picture of that bridge. Oh, my God. Oh. It's this oh, wooden I- bridge they built out over a drop, and it went out over the drop, and the horses had to jump a jump at the end of the bridge down over this drop. I don't know how any horse did that, to be honest. I just don't know. I
2: mean, that's like Black Beauty stuff, running back to save, you know, little Joe, like, you got to jump off this bridge. There's a big ditch underneath it. I mean, it was like gladiator stuff, you know, like, (laughs) run to the end of the bridge. There's a huge ditch on the other end. It was like Tom Cruise jumping from building to building in Mission Impossible. It was insane. It was insane, and so, so to watch Tammy just—he uh, just pinged around it, and then to have one of the only double clears in show jumping—I love her quote. She said, "You don't know what to expect after they've done a big cross country track, but I'm just so proud of him." The crowd lifted him up and buoyed him over those fences, and boy, he did—he just boinged right over him. Uh, so it was really cool. But he was
0: sixteen. I mean, he's not a spring yeah. chicken either. Um, no, he's.
2: And but, you know what, At Kentucky? There was a lot of teenage like mid to late teen horses. So it's not a surprise. It just takes that long to produce them. You know, that's how long you have to commit to something And then you have a couple
0: of years with them, really. You have a couple of of years at that top level. She finished ninth, the highest place American since 2008.
2: She did. Now, uh, we had during Kentucky, you know, Michael Young led from start to finish, and— had the lowest score in Land Rover, you know, Kentucky history. And then what happens? Laura Collette's like, hold my beer. <laughs> One of the greatest all-time eventing performances, she won at badminton, and she led start to finish and had the lowest winning score in the 70-year history. She like, had a
0: 21 mean, after dressage. Yeah. She had three 10s in her dressage test.
2: Yeah. That's unheard um,
0: of. <laughs> it's just un- in an international competition. That's unheard of.
2: Yeah, I mean, I by the way, for
0: the dressage place riders, place. Uh, venting lower scores are better in dressage. Yes. <laughs> she had a phenomenal, and she's so excited. I mean, she should be. She's like thirty, I think, thirty-two, something like that. Um, this was her seventh attempt. Uh, you yeah, know, so pretty awesome. Uh, it's just cool. 13 year old horse, London, 52. Uh, but yeah, there was to talk about some stories. So, so far, we've bo- broken two show records and the season's just really started.
2: I know. It's amazing. <laughs> it's really cool. And uh, for those who wondered, Nicola Wilson suffered a fall. She is currently stable um, at the hospital. So she is, uh, and the horse is fine.
0: Yeah, the horse was fine. Uh, you know, it, uh, what a weekend for sport and for, for, you know, just some f- cool stories happening over the weekend. And there was much more that we probably are, are not going to cover because we just don't have time today. We have to get to some serious stuff like a question of first world problems, you know. All of this mm-hmm. not serious stuff Fair when shot. people have real problems in the world. I did want to mention that we have the endurance episode tomorrow, so Karen will be here. Uh, Mary will be here with Jennifer later in the week, so we have a lot. And I will be doing a special episode on Friday coming up this week uh, from the American Horse Publications Conference, and we do these every year. Jamie, was, were you with us for the show last year? You came in, but I'm not sure it was in time for the show. You came in later, didn't you?
2: I don't know. Probably. Uh,
0: But we're going to do a show from there. We have about five hosts uh, from the Horse Radio Network going to be at uh, Lexington. Ironically enough, it's in Lexington. So uh, we'll be doing the show from there and have a whole bunch of guests for you from there on Friday. So that's this week's schedule. In the meantime, let's talk a little bit about Purina. And then why don't we get into some equestrian first world problems?
2: All right. Well, level up your horse's performance this season with choices from Purina Animal Nutrition, from Purina Ultium Competition Formula to Purina Impact Pro Performance and everything in between. Purina has the right option for your horse, including supplements like Purina Super Sport Amino Acid Supplement, Purina Amplify High Fat Supplement, and Purina Outlast Gastric Support Supplement. There are many choices for optimal nutrition when you choose Purina all back by science. Level up your performance this season and put Purina's research to the test. Ask for Purina at your local feed retailer today.
1: It's time for the weekly look at your equestrian first world problems. This ought to be good.
2: These are the sad tales of woe that our auditors face on the daily. And if you would like to submit your equestrian first world problem, you have to become an auditor. Uh, And how do they do that, Glenn?
0: They just go to horseradionetwork.com, click on the auditor banner on the right-hand side of the page, and for as little as $3 a month, you too can become an auditor and have the chance of winning thousands with Alex's advice.
2: Yeah, true. You could have (laughs) made money this weekend. (laughs) Pays for your whole year. Um, So, these are actual s- stories and things that have happened to us and our listeners um, over the last week. And I put up a Facebook post on Sunday, typically, and people fill in the gaps. And so we're going to start with Jillian because she said, my horse came home from the trainer. Hooray. And then my other gelding bit him on the saddle area. And now I can't saddle him until he Oh <laughs> Jeez. Sucks. <laughs> Horses just uh,
0: do everything they can.
2: They do. Uh, Danny said, every year I put $100 on the horse with the worst odds to win the derby. Oh, please tell
0: me she did it.
2: And because Alex Sherman posted about Rich Strike, I was going to bet on him. But then I forgot because I was at a stupid horse
1: show.
0: Do you know how much he would have made? $16,000.
2: Oh, my God. Are you kidding (laughs) me? I got to start betting more. (laughs) Rachel said, I was so excited to take Poppy up to Twin Rivers next month to show in the yearling future of Horse class. Poppy is, we're following along on her show journey. Uh, unfortunately, Poppy rubbed four inches out of her mane last night, and it's right in the middle, and now I don't know what to do with it.
0: Roach it. <laughs> Signed yeah, to Roach it. <laughs> uh, right.
2: they, 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 they don't prefer that, that yeah. uh, in the future of Van Horse. I know that I was going to Roach... Baby Zara's, before the inspection, they was like, you'll get the worst score in the world. So I don't know how it is in FEH. Uh, Laura said, I'm too cheap extensions. to buy. Do you
0: have extensions that you can put in, maybe? <laughs>
2: just cut some of your hair and yeah. put it on there. <laughs> and do you like clip, like for roached horses, like clip on braids? Yeah, or
0: a wig, just the whole mane.
2: Yeah, just lay that puppy out and glue, <laughs> glue it, it to the neck. <laughs> That's actually pretty good. <laughs> We Somebody market a that. We'll go into business together with clip-on braids for horses that have roach domains. <laughs> <laughs> we can make a fortune. Uh, we can. Uh, Laura said, I'm too cheap to buy new fly masks when one of my horses tears the ear off. I sewed up one ear yesterday, and now my horse tore the other ear today.
0: <laughs> yeah, fly masks with our horses don't last but a two days
2: i get it I, I i found some that i can get a season maybe out of but then i, I can't do the ears because the ears are just it's just too easy of a tag they just grab it somebody else pulls it off yep. alicia says after years of having the cheapest slickest worn out collegiate graduate saddle i finally finally have my dream ontari saddle but now I actually have to take care of it and clean it after every ride, and I can't throw it on the ground, and I gotta worry about scratches on trail rides. <laughs>
0: After what you spent on that saddle, you better take care of it. Yup, you
2: better. (laughs) Let me bring you some butter from the kitchen. This is why we
0: recommend WinTech. You can just throw it on the ground and hose it off. Hose it
2: off. (laughs) Amy says, my jerk bosses, I mean my sweet bosses, promoted me. The freaking week of Land Rover and I had so much work and then I come back from a horse show with a hangover and I have to do more work.
0: You know, I have found that in the times I was promoted over the years, the money was nice, but boy, it was a lot more work every single time. It's
2: like they want you to work for that extra money. Yeah, it's
0: just weird. I I don't think it's fair.
2: April said, I just got Josie back from training from the bestest trainer in the whole wide world. (laughs) Who's she talking about? I didn't add that. She actually wrote that. Uh, But with highs in the upper 90s, it's going to be too hot to ride her this week. Oh, hell,
0: Josie doesn't care. Take the horse out at 7 o'clock in the morning. You'll be fine.
2: She'll be fine. She'll be fine. Uh, Mary said, ever since I moved my Mustang to our herd and our new boarding barn, he became uber alpha. And now I'm that border that everybody wishes would just go away. (laughs) (laughs) We all know that horse. Yeah,
0: I wonder if we're those borders over at the barn where we're at, actually.
2: Oh, that stupid guy with that stupid pony <laughs> with that stupid car. He drives around spooking everybody. Oh, yeah, you're definitely that guy. Uh, Summer says my husband and child agreed to come out for the afternoon to help me wash my ponies. Yay. But it was so cold and too chilly to bathe them in the freezing well water. And it would have taken forever to dry. So now I have to wait for it to warm back up. And then I have to wash them all by myself. <laughs> to be fair, they wouldn't have been that helpful. Let's be honest.
0: Uh, Jennifer's got a complaint, uh, about the barn that we're at
2: in that. Okay.
0: Yeah. Um, the complaint is every time she goes over, cause there's maybe 15, 20 horses there. Every time she goes over, somebody states how cute Scooter is, and nobody talks about
2: that. (gasps) Oh, poor Nigel. (laughs) We were over
0: yesterday with the family visiting the horses, and they're two separate paddocks, so we went and said hi to Nigel, but they went and said hi to Nigel for about 25 seconds and fed Nigel his carrot or whatever, and then over to Scooter for the next 20 minutes, and Nigel was winning and stomping his feet. He was so pissed. He was That little pony gets all the attention. I get nuts.
2: So this gray horse ace that I have, oh my God, I love this horse so much. And I'll go in the barn and I like he's got like leaky eyes. He's got to see the vet to get his ducks flushed. And I'm always like rubbing his face. And he just loves to be scratched. And Miles, my Andalusian, will stand there and bang on the door like a jealous. What the boyfriend. hell's wrong with
0: you, woman? Come over here.
2: Excuse me. I'm the gray horse you love. Yeah, yeah that's right. And illusion says- over here.
0: Gray uh-huh. illusion. Hello, I'm
2: super pretty. <laughs> Come look at me. Carrie said so many of my cute saddle pads clash with my new chestnut.
0: <laughs> it's True. What happened with a chestnut? Yeah,
2: like, you just got a white or black. That's your color. Uh, Audrey says I rescheduled Mother's Day so I could go to a cross country clinic. You can't reschedule Mother's <laughs> What'd Day. What'd she
0: say? Oh, I officially declare Mother's Day. I declare a week. Mother's Day
2: is next week. <laughs> I am the queen. Said, <laughs> and this is what happens. Her horse went lame, so oh. she didn't even oh. get to go. So you lost out on both. Um, and her husband see. was going. <laughs> oh, so sorry. Uh, Elisa said I had an amazing weekend at the Liz Sharp Clinic, but now my ghostly white winter skin is burned to a crisp, but like only on the <laughs> tops of my ears, and I look ridiculous.
0: We love this time of year in Florida because the tourists all you know come down to go to the beach, and oh, yeah. you can tell after about two days who's a tourist in Florida at the beach.
2: You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Juniper says, I finally got the new bridal. My sister got Peregrine for her birthday and then but Kiefer put a hold on my order because it was ordered from one address and shipped to another address. And then I had to wait over a month for it. It was a birthday present. <laughs> That'll said, teach well, you to move. You know That'll <laughs> teach you to like you know, have somebody buy you something nice and ship it to you. Uh, Lisa said, I was gifted a lifetime's worth of old school show tech from a friend who's retired from riding, but I already have my own lifetime of horse crap and I don't need it sitting in my shed. And now I'm going to get divorced. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I have to do this one because I just, I next time I'm going to have to get one of the big balloons and tie it to my wrist because Serenity said, she said, I made it to Kentucky. And I didn't even get to meet Jamie. Oh. And she was at the open barn and barbecue. You guys, I was sitting at the bar, like right yeah, next to the bar. Yeah, didn't you know? You
0: listened to the show long enough. You knew where she'd be.
2: Right there at the bar. Right there. <laughs> I mean, there's no surprise with that. Sorry. I'm sorry. Um, two more. Kristen said, my horses graze on what might literally be the most beautiful pasture on earth. But it's like a 10-minute walk to get them out there one way. And I'm so tired of walking it like six <laughs> times every day. <laughs> and I built a chute. That's what I did. Every paddock comes up to the barn, the gate. Is that what <laughs> you like, do? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Everything. Uh, all the gates come right up to the barn. So like that. oh, cool. all my different paddock efficiency, baby. I don't walk. I don't, I'm not coming. You don't want to come in? You ain't eating! <laughs> <laughs>
0: that sounds like Jennifer, actually. <laughs>
2: uh, yeah, and then finally, this happened to me. I'm very sad so about this it. This is your first
0: world problem? Yes.
2: Okay. Very sad. So... That said horse, Ace and Miles, they both look phenomenal in red. And I was so excited that I had two horses that saddle pads actually matched two horses. So I can use one on the two of them instead of buying each horse individually colored things, because that's just what we do. Because you don't want to have like the uh, chestnut horse, a mismatched saddle pad. It's just not okay. So I have this beautiful red pad. So I went to Land Rover and I was looking I I I have some red like winter boots, but they get a little too hot in the summer with the neoprene on the inside. So I wanted some like fleece boots that were red. And I found this gorgeous set of fleece boots it actually came with like the head the ear bonnet and pad i'm like i don't need those things just the boots so i buy these red boots and they're so cute they're red with like this kind of like paisley type overlay on them and then they've got these black straps and then the white fleece behind them and i had just finished riding and they were i'd taken them off and they were sitting next to the cross ties and farm boy comes out with his horse to go tack up and he looks down he was like hey are these part of some sort of Santa Claus costume?
0: <laughs> and he learning I, so much at your place.
2: No, I can't unsee it, Glenn. <laughs> I can't unsee the fact that they look like Santa boots. You, and did, it's not even December. Did you Ugh. did
0: post a picture of those and they did look like Santa boots. Yes, <laughs> to be honest. He
2: yes, the store. They were like really cute with the little like ear bonnet and the pad. I should have bought all the things. I'm and super where my mad And we're not Santa. <laughs> Because now, like, I can't even hardly use. Them. I mean, I did use them, but I'm like, I feel like I need jingle bells attached they to my. They kind of look
0: like Santa boots. I gotta be honest,
2: they do. They look exactly like Santa boots, and that is what I love about him. Is he just kind of calls everything like he sees it, <laughs> but he asks a lot of questions at the same time. He doesn't ever say; he'll just ask questions, and that is like well, first perfect. Of all, he's probably right
0: never there. seen boots on a horse before, Eddie.
2: True. No, <laughs> of what, I, the first day he came out, well, I was sportsman
0: like, boot or horse, uh. Which is it?
2: No, uh, this is just ranch. He's like a ranch riding. Uh, thing. Like I, the first day, I was like, well, you got to pick his hooves. And he was like, why? I'm like, because you pick their hooves before and after you ride them. He's like, we never pick hooves unless there's something wrong. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> This is not a ranch in Wyoming with thirty thousand horses that you have to get ridden in one day, okay? This is like baby horses that he's need learned to so much
0: and he'll never work at an English farm again, ever.
2: And <laughs> yes. I would also like to lodge a farm boy complaint. Yes. I am an eventer, Glenn. Yes. And I am also a certified Monty Roberts instructor. Yes. And I start all horses English and everybody's yes. written English and then I have all these thoroughbreds and I teach them to jump. And I got a new horse in training on Saturday. And they bring the horse in, and this has been a common freaking thread with the last six horses that have come to me for training. She's like, I said, so what are your goals? You know, I'd like to be able to put my grandkids up on them, and I'd like to be able to get on her and ride her around Western. And so far, the last six horses that have come to me for full training, they wanted trained western. Well, guess who rides Western? Farm boy. And nobody asked for a Western horse at my barn until he showed up and he's tra- changing my business model. And I don't like it one bit. <laughs> We're
0: going to need to get you a Wintech Western saddle pretty soon so you can actually oh, lift him up there.
2: I just bought one. Did Thank you, you very much? Yes, because his freaking Western saddle is 700 pounds, pounds yeah. <laughs> and I can't lift it. And I was like, if all these people want their horse Western, so I went on to WinTech Saddles, and I bought it doing Wintec. To Wintek- be fair,
0: though, you're a Monty Roberts instructor. Monty rides Western.
2: We start horses in... Like basically track saddle, exercise rider saddles, and then I move on to my WinTech that gets beat up. My <laughs> WinTech all purpose Pro two thousand from twenty nine thousand years ago that it was made, and then if they roll in it, they beat it up. Whatever it doesn't matter, and now it's like, can I have a Western? <laughs> oh my god. It's all his fault. I blame him all the time. And of course, of course, on Saturday he's there when the horse arrives, and they're like, "We'd like to ride western." I look at him and just see the smug grin come over his face. I'm like, "Get out!" I would like to say that on Thursday, farm boy's leaving me for the summer
0: permanently.
2: No, just for the summer. It turns out he's like, you know, got to like have a life, have a life (laughs) outside of college. It's actually his last summer before he has to buckle down and become a professional in his actual like intended job. So he's going to go up to Wyoming again and ride horses. And I told him, I'm like, listen, my friend, helmets are going to be a thing. And he's like, yeah, no.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No. So, uh, I had the opportunity, before we wrap the show and go into the post-show for the auditors, uh, we had the opportunity, I've mentioned here on a sh- on the show a couple times, that Helena, my first co-host for Stable Scoop, and host of the Stall and Stable Show over here on the Horse Radio Network, his, her daughter has been down here training with an event rider, has been uh, a working student for an event rider. And we got to see her ride for the first time. We had not seen her ride since she was four on a pony. So it was really cool to see her over there doing a little event at a show near here. We went out Saturday morning and did that, got to see her ride. And wh- what was kind of cool about that is we tend to watch the bigger shows, right? We don't, nobody goes to spectate at a little show. Yeah, I know. Baby I novice. Know. Nobody does. Not that. even family. <laughs> but it was kind of fun to be at a little show again. You know, because that's where I started with Jennifer, was going to little shows. So it was kind of fun to be there again, to see the kids all excited. You know, they're as excited as, uh, you know, as Tammy Smith was. You know, they're just so excited. They're excited to be there. They have the cutest little ponies. It was fun. It was fun to go over there. She is a terrific little rider. I mean, she was a terrific rider. She
2: wasn't that girl? No,
0: she's a terrific Ugh. rider, quietest rider. And you could tell she had, had uh, she had done... What's the high school intercollegiate athletic thing uh, with I-E-H-M. horses? Yeah, and she had done that for a long time. So they catch ride a lot. So you could tell that. And she was riding also her boss's retired advanced horse. So that didn't hurt. Uh, but he was, he was, he's a handful. And uh, so good job, Grace. We just wanted to say that she's leaving us this week heading north. Uh, so they're a whole, they're moving all 14 horses back to New Jersey. So it was fun to see her ride. And Helena, you did well. You did a good job raising that kid. She's a good kid. So congratulations to Grace. I have a quote to end the show today. The quote is a horsey one by Abraham Lincoln. I can make a general in five minutes, but a good horse is hard to replace. And don't us horse people all know that. So you all have a terrific day. We'll be back tomorrow with the endurance episode. Karen will be here. Jamie will be back on Wednesday. Auditors, hang on.
2: Spay, neuter, galt.